Everything is inspired by the teachings of His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Prabhupada, who is the founder of Charya of the International Society for Krishna Consciousness. Oma Gyanati Mrandasya Gyanagana Sadatya Chaksura Miritam Yandatashmai Sri Gyanamaha Sri Chaitanya Manobhista Stavitam Yanabhutale Sayam Rupagyanamayam Dadati Swapadanti Kam Talk today, motivation for change. If we're going to rise higher in life, it's important that the light of your spirit dominate the darkness of matter. Spirit is compared to light. The body is full of darkness. The spirit is fire. The body is ashes, as is said, dust to dust, ash to ashes. A flame of light and love gives life to the machine. A candle never snuffed, subtle, sublime, unseen. For the soul, there's no beginning, ending, there's none. Small in the atom, brighter than the sun. The inner soul continues when the outer body ends, like flame from wood, sparks ascending, transcending dark matter, blending with the sky, invisible to the naked eye. You cannot kill, nor can you die. You cannot burn, nor can you fry. The soul cannot be scorched by any blaze. No water can drown the spirit. No wind can make it fade. You cannot cut another, nor can you bleed. The soul is eternal, unborn seed, indivisible, indestructible, forever free from birth, death, old age, and disease. Yet howsoever turned or tossed, the soul can never itself exhaust, seated in the heart, beating its drum, powering everyone. The soul's superior force lives on and runs its endless course in God's unlimited universe. One devout fellow prayed, Lord, grant that the heat in my heart will melt the lead in my feet. That's a pretty good prayer, to be dominated by spirit and not overwhelmed by the darkness of matter. Honestly, we want, if we're honest with ourselves, we want that kind of excitement, that kind of enthusiasm. We want those things that motivate us to change, to be in a perpetual state of becoming, transitioning every day to better and better version of ourselves in the full light of the Lord. Motivating people is one of the biggest problems that we face as a society. I was recently reading that each day across this country, 50,000 people quit their jobs. Some of them are moving to better jobs, but many are not. Those statistics also ignore the people who have quit their jobs, but keep coming to work. In fact, in a survey of workers across the United States, nearly 85% said that they could work much, much harder on the job. More than half admitted they could double their effectiveness if they wanted to. The question is, if we could do better, why don't we? Everybody is asking how it's done. Teachers are asking how to motivate students. Parents are asking how to motivate children. Employers are asking how to motivate employees. And most of us would be happy if we could just motivate ourselves. Do you know people who at one time were on fire with the spirit, passionate to make a difference in their life, inspired to accomplish their dreams, and yet over time their spiritual enthusiasm began to wane. They experienced disappointments, they got worn down by the pressures of life, and they lost their gusto. They've lost touch with their spirit. Their fire has become muted through the passage of time and the pressures of life. Once were roaring flames, now are just little tiny passive embers. 
At one time, maybe you got down on your knees and prayed for a child. You just knew your first child was a gift from God and you praise the Lord with tears of joy. Now that child is a teenager and you're asking God, why me? Perhaps at one time you were so excited about that person to whom you were married. You were so in love and so passionate. And now the relationship seems to have gotten stale. Once your spouse put a sparkle in your eye and a spring in your step. And now you're starting to take him or her for granted. Treating them with a polite formality. Maybe when you first started coming to the temple you felt lifted up as on the wings of angels. You were so excited about the difference, the changes it was making in your life and the lives of those close to you. And now you've been living with those changes for a few years and it's become routine. You see a new person, newly arrived, dancing like crazy in the kirtan, and you think, what are, what are they all so worked up about? <laughs> Even the greatest saints can become stagnant over time if we allow them to do so. You can have an exciting job and it starts to get boring. You could be married to an incredible person, but if you don't nourish and work on that relationship and put things into it over time, it's going to get stagnant. We have to work at things. We want them to stay fresh. Nothing automatically happens. You may have gone from roaring flames, so to speak, to smoldering embers. But if you get your poker out this afternoon, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare Ram, Hare Ram, 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 Hare And start stirring those embers, I predict you'll get your flame back. Because the flames didn't die out, they're still there, you just have to stir them up. Maybe you're about to give up on one of your dreams, or maybe you're not so excited about that relationship anymore. But the good news is, the fire is still there, and if you do your part to fan the flame, it can burst forth into passion once again. Now, how do you do that? Well, instead of dragging around, finding every reason to be unhappy, how about changing your focus? How about quit looking at what's wrong in your life and start being grateful for what's right in your life? Make a declaration with me today. I'm not going to live my life defeated and depressed. My dreams may have not come to pass yet. I may have obstacles in my path, but I know that Krishna or God is in control. I know he's got great things in store for me. And so I'm going to get up each day excited about my life. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Ram Hare Hare. And I know everything may not be perfect in your life, may be far from it, but I also know that if I don't learn to be happy right where I am, I'll never get to be where I want to be. I may not have the perfect job, but I'm thanking Krishna today that I do have a job. Other people would love to have the job that I have. So I'm going to find my flame and go to work on Monday morning with a new enthusiasm. Not dragging myself into the workplace with a long face, barely on time, going through the motions, dragging through, counting the minutes till five o'clock. Instead, give your job 100%. Get there 15 minutes early, leave 15 minutes late. Make yourself indispensable to the boss. Do your work with all your heart to the best of your ability. Rekindle your passion. 
Sure, everybody else might be slacking off. Everybody else might have a poor attitude. But can I tell you, you are not everybody else. You're a child of the Most High God. But don't be a part of the problem. Be part of the solution. Another point to consider is that enthusiasm is contagious. If you go into your workplace with a smile on your face, full of life, full of joy, full of victory, before long, it's going to rub off on others. That whole place will come to a higher level, thanks to you. One Mississippi County preacher prayed every Sunday before he preached, Oh Lord, give this thy servant this morning the eyes of an eagle, the wisdom of an owl. Illuminate my brow with the sun of heaven. Possess my mind with the love of people. Turpentine my imagination. Grease my lips. Electrify my brain with the light of the world. Fill me plumb full of the dynamite of thy glory. I'll bet you he gave some pretty good sermons. <laughs> if even one half of his prayer was answered. Learn to be happy right where you are. Learn to be happy with what you're doing right now. Christian doesn't want us to go around complaining and thinking of all of the things that are supposedly wrong in our lives. For instance, right now you might be living in a tiny apartment instead of that dream house. But you should thank God that on a day like this, you have a roof over your head. There are people that don't. There are people living under a freeway overpass, a piece of canvas, a tent. Thank God you're not homeless living out there today in the elements. Ladies, he may not be the perfect husband. But you can still thank Krishna that you have someone to love. How many people out there don't have anyone that are lonely today? Ladies, believe it or not, and I know this may be hard for some of you to believe, but there are other ladies out there that would be glad to have your husbands. <laughs> so be, be grateful for that man. <laughs> when you're about to complain, because you have to stay at work, Past quitting time next week, or you just found out you'd have to take care of the kids all day long, remember something. You don't have to do anything. You get to do it. Krishna's the one who's giving you the break. You wouldn't be able to work late hours next week if Krishna hadn't opened up that door of opportunity. Now how about changing perspectives here? Don't do things out of obligation or because you feel you have to. Do them with an attitude of gratitude. I don't have to work today. I get to go to work today. I don't have to take care of these children. They're a blessing. I get to take care of them. It's one thing to give because you have to, but it's another thing altogether to give because you want to. It's one thing to go to work just to pick up a paycheck, but it's another thing to be a blessing to someone else, to your co-workers, to your employer. It's one thing to stay married to that person because it's the right thing to do. People might look down on you if you don't. But it's another thing to stay married to that person, to pour into that relationship every day, to consciously treat him or her with respect and honor, to help your partner reach another higher level. And when you do the right thing with the right motives, can I tell you, there's no limit to what Krishna or God will do in your life. It's so easy to get focused on what's wrong and take things for granted and forget about what's right. 
what's actually going well. I'll tell you, when you focus on the good, that's when you bolster your passion. If you're challenged right now about staying passionate and excited about your life, just try to make a list of all the things for which you can be grateful. Write down all the things that Krishna has blessed you with. If you have your health, write it down in all the details. I'm healthy. I can see. I can walk. Write it down. If you're good looking like me, write it down. Chiru is good looking. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> if you have a job, write it down. I've got a job. I've got a family. I have several close friends. I have great children. Make that list every day and just be sure and take a moment to read it over two or three times. Add to it. Get your mind going in the right direction. Because I'll tell you, there's no more basic principle than that your life will follow your mind. Your life will follow your thoughts. A university professor, I heard this story, was invited to speak at a military base one time. And he was met at the airport by a nice young soldier named Ralph. As the professor narrated it, we introduced ourselves to each other and we headed towards the baggage claim area. Ralph kept disappearing. Once he stopped to help an older woman with her baggage. Another time he stopped to lift two toddlers up to see Santa Claus. And again, he paused to give direction to someone who was lost. So I said to Ralph, where did you develop this pattern of helping people out, extending yourself to people, of allowing interruptions? Where did you learn to live like that? Ralph answered, during the war in Vietnam, my job was to clear the minefields. You never knew which step was going to be your last. So I learned to live between the steps. And I guess I just keep living that way. We need to recognize that every day, every hour, every minute of our life is a gift from God. There's no reason why we should have risen from our beds this morning, save and accept the grace of God. And what a shame it is to take that gift and live that day in a negative and defeated mindset. Sure, we all have obstacles in our path. Sure, we have things to overcome, but our attitude should be, thank God I'm alive. I live in a great country. I have family, I have opportunity. I'm gonna make the most of this day and give it the best. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hari Rama, Hari Rama, Rama Rama, Hari. Right in the beginning of the day, set the tone. If you can go out and greet the light of the day, the rising sun with a positive attitude, positive frame of mind, thinking about how blessed you and how good Krishna God's been to you, then you will draw in the goodness of God. And put that list on your bathroom mirror, on your refrigerator, on your desk, somewhere where you can see it throughout the day. Read over it occasionally as you go about your normal routine. And it will help you stay excited about your life. When negative, discouraging thoughts come, you can turn them around. Just look at your list. Read it over again and again. Remind yourself, I'm alive, I'm healthy, I've got a great spouse. There's so many things for which I'm blessed. Another key to finding your passion is to set fresh goals out in front of you. Some people have lost their passion because they're not pursuing anything. And Krishna created us in such a way as to be always reaching for something beyond, always improving ourselves. 
Now, if you live with low motivations, few dreams, unrealistic goals, then you're bound to get stagnant. On the other hand, if you'll set new goals for yourself, that's going to keep you fresh and excited. It doesn't have to be a lofty or grandiose goal. Maybe a goal to finish school, finish your rounds, a goal to be a better patient, a better parent, a goal to pay off a new temple, just so there's something out there in front of you, growing and never allowing yourself to become complacent. And after you accomplish one goal, immediately set another. Keep moving, keep looking for new challenges. The point is that if you continue to pursue new goals, it'll keep you fresh, it'll keep you excited. After you finish one song, search about for a theme for another song. When you do one festival and it's successful, think about the cities where you'd like to do that same festival and repeat it. You say you're retired, you don't have to worry about things in front of you anymore, you're just kicking it back, taking it easy, you've got the best part of your life behind you. No, I would say that even though you're retired from your job, you never retire from a life of service. God did not create us to retire from a life of service to others. He created us to honor him and to make the lives of our fellow living beings better. You ignore this impairment at the risk of your own psychological well-being. If your assignment is to raise your children, do it with passion. Do it with enthusiasm. Maybe you have the dream to start a business, a dream to own your own home, a dream to be in the ministry. Keep it in front of you and every day mark a step or two in that direction. We all have obstacles, we all have challenges in our path, and that's fine. But don't retreat from your dreams. Krishna always has something important for us to do. Don't make the mistake of dwelling on the negatives, the wrong things. Before long, if you're not careful, you'll be planning your own funeral. No matter what the situation looks like in the natural, keep fanning those dreams, keep them alive. Maybe you're struggling financially, but you have a dream of owning your own home. Keep that dream alive. Put a picture up of the home you'd like to have. Keep it in front of you. You need to have something to be striving towards and work and save and make wise financial decisions and you'll be surprised how quickly your dream can become a reality. A lot of times we lose our enthusiasm because we let what once was a miracle become common to us. Get used to it. It becomes routine. Maybe at one time you're excited about your job. You know Krishna opened that door for you. He gave you that position. You couldn't wait to get to work every morning. You got there and gave 100%. Now, a few years later, the newness has worn off. It's become routine. You don't really enjoy going to work anymore. You become discouraged. So what happened there? You let your miracle become common. You need to go back and remember how Krishna brought you to where you are. You need to fan your flames. Heard about a man who complained incessantly about his job. The company wasn't treating him right. He wasn't being paid enough. He couldn't stand his boss. On and on it went. One day, the company announced they were going to lay off 50% of their employees. And it looked like this fellow was going to get fired. 
by some miracle, the guy did not get laid off. What happened? He stopped complaining and he started appreciating his job. The company decided to keep him on and he thought he just won the lottery. Isn't it interesting how things can change your perspective? You'd be a lot more excited about your job if you realize that you may not always have it. You'd be a lot more excited about your marriage partner if you thought that you were about to lose that person. At, that, at one time you were so pumped up you couldn't keep your eyes off him or her. But over the years you've allowed yourself to grow stale, stagnant apart. You no longer enjoy each other like you should. You don't have time for intimacy and compliments. You're too busy to even have a conversation at night. Can I encourage not to take that person for granted? To do whatever you need to do to get that spark rekindled again. Remember what brought you together in the first place. To bring back that freshness to your relationship. Get out of the normal routine. Try to do something different. Exercise a little creativity. But with effort, you can bring freshness back to that relationship. Don't lose enthusiasm for that other person. Don't let that miracle, that relationship, that person that Krishna has brought into your life become commonplace or taken for granted. Here's a story. Fanny Bryce, famous comedian before your generation, actually even before my generation. She was offered one time a job by the Florence Ziegfeld Company. Very reserved, very quietly, she accepted the job. She signed the contract with hardly any show of emotion. She thanked the secretary. She thanked the doorman. She exited the building very demurely. However, as the story goes, as soon as she was out of the building, she raced down to the theater where she'd been performing. All afternoon, she stood in front of the Broadway theater and grabbed people off the sidewalk to tell them that she would soon be working there. And wouldn't it be great to leave the temple this evening with that kind of excitement, that kind of enthusiasm, so that no matter how calm and sophisticated we look within these walls, we can't wait to get outside to share Krishna consciousness with someone else. We should never, ever, ever, ever lose our enthusiasm for what Krishna has done in our lives. Every time I drive in a southerly direction, crest this hill here, and this Spanish Fork Temple hoves into view, and I've done it hundreds of times, I'm always amazed. I never get tired of it. And I've made up my mind that I'll continue to be amazed until the last day of my life. And we have another beautiful example, thanks to Bai Bobby, of temple architecture in Salt Lake City to keep us in a blessed state of amazement and wonderment about the grace of God. Now, if we were to ever start taking any one of these two magnificent temples for granted, I don't think Krishna would be very happy. Not that we shouldn't be planning, striving for more. We are. But we should always be grateful for where we are and what we've been given. Too often we let something that was once so great at one time become routine. And we don't appreciate it as we should. Maybe Krishna has done some great things in your life. Taken you also 
further than you could dream. Brought great people into your life. Opened doors. Don't get accustomed to those things so they don't excite you anymore. Make a choice with me today to remain passionate, to live every day with enthusiasm. Sometimes we're just too busy. We're just hurrying up so much. We live life at such a velocity that we miss miracles along the way. We need to learn to take time out for our children. Look in their eyes every day. Tell them how much we love them, how proud we are of them. Think of the joy and the fulfillment and the blessing that our children. That alone should be enough to get parents up every day with enthusiasm. And when you're tired of cleaning up after them or tempted to have a bad attitude, learn to turn it around. Krishna, thank you for these children. Thank you for these gifts and blessings that you've given me. Miracles are all around us. The people in your lives, the doors that Krishna's opened, the things that have happened along the way are not by accident. It's Krishna's favor that caused you to be at the right place at the right time. You met someone, fell in love. You qualified for that home that you know by all the usual means you would have not done so. Or you got the promotion unexpectedly. A new temple opened in your city. These are not coincidence. Krishna was directing our steps. Don't take it for granted. So our question is, what are you focused on today? Are you becoming a better version of yourself? Is there peace in your home, peace in your heart, peace in your mind? Are you happy, at rest, enjoying life? This day is unique and irreplaceable and we need to make the most of it. We need to live it as if it could be our last. One more story, I heard about an elderly couple. They were always smiling. They were always encouraging people. Everyone loved them, especially young people. And after many decades of marriage, they still treated each other with love, honor, and respect. In the mid-80s, the woman passed away. At the funeral, her husband told an interesting story. He said, about 15 years ago, I had a heart attack. When my wife came to the hospital, she suggested that every night from then on, before we go to bed, that we affirm our love three times just to show how much we love each other and how much we're not taking each other for granted. And so for these last 15 or 20 years, we never went to sleep without affirming our love each night three times. We'd say things like, I enjoy your company. Your smile makes me happy. I'm so fortunate to have you as my wife or my husband. With you, every day is special. Don't you love that? That woman lived each day as if it could have been her last. She went to be with the Lord on a Tuesday. But Monday night, she told her husband she loved him in three different ways. And when her life was over, she had no regrets. The last day of her life, she lived it loving, caring, at peace, enjoying every single moment. Friends, this day is a gift, so make the most of it. Shake off anything that hints of victimization, self-pity, discouragement and find the many reasons you have 
to be grateful. One more story. Two men were patients in a hospital room. They were in the same room. And every day the man closest to the window would share with his friend what he saw outside, describing it in great detail, so that his roommate could also enjoy the view, even though he was confined to his bed. The man used to say, today I see a beautiful sunrise. Kids are out there playing. Trees are blooming, on and on and on. Each day the bedridden patient furthest from the window would look forward to hearing his roommate report in the outside world. It was the highlight of his day. One day, the patient next to the window became so excited. Oh, you should see this. There's a parade coming by, a marching band. Kids and adults are celebrating, having such a good time. Several weeks later, the patient next to the window passed away. Friend asked the nurse if he could have the bed by the window so he could see all the great scenes of activity outside. The nurse moved his bed next to the window. When the man looked outside, all he could see was a brick wall. He called the nurse back in. Hey, hey, what's going on here? My friend who passed away described all this beautiful scene for several weeks, but I can't see anything but a blank wall. And her smiled. She said, sir, don't you realize that your friend was blind? He chose to see a beautiful life from the inside out. So what do we learn from this? No matter what twists and turns your life takes, you can find the good if you look for it. If we have the right attitude, we can see the sun shining even when it's cloudy. We can stay full of joy and keep getting better even when things don't go our way. The slide in front of you reads, I opened two gifts this morning. They were my eyes. My prayer for us this evening is that Krishna would give us all a sense of gratitude, that we always stay focused on the good and never, ever take life for granted. If you'll trust Krishna each day and live according to his plan for your life, you'll be happier, healthier, and you'll rise higher than you could have ever imagined it to be possible. Make a decision this evening that you're going to live each day with enthusiasm. Get up every morning and think about all the things for which you can be grateful. If you need to, make a list, keep it in front of you, and then go out each day and pursue your God-given dreams. You have the seeds of greatness in you. You were not made to be stagnant. Rise out of complacency. Keep growing. Keep reaching for new heights. Your best days are still out in front of you. You have not seen, heard, or imagined the great things that Krishna has in store. And as you keep stretching for the next level, improving your life, reaching for your highest potential, you will not only become a better you than you ever dreamed possible, you will not only accomplish your dreams in this life, but in the next life, you'll go back to home, back to God. Thank you very much for your kind attention. You're a great, attentive, beautiful audience. If anything resonated with you, raise your hands and say along with me. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram.